every month that person's going to look forward to getting that in the mailbox. And when they need you as their attorney, they're going to remember your name. They may throw that newsletter in their desk drawer and say, hey, I think I need that. Who is that person? Who do I need to call? And they go to their desk drawer and pull that newsletter out and your information is on there. Welcome to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, the show where we ask the questions, why aren't more lawyers living flourishing lives and inspiring others? And can you really get wealthy while doing only the work you love with people you like? Many lawyers are. Get ready to hear from your host, Ben Glass, the founder of the law firm Ben Glass Law in Fairfax, Virginia, and great legal marketing, an organization that helps good people succeed by coaching, inspiring, and supporting law firm owners. Join us for today's conversation. Hey everyone, this is Ben, and welcome back to the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, where I get to interview people inside and outside the legal profession who are making a ding on the universe. And today I have actually a longtime friend, Michelle Foster. Her company is Help Without Hassle. And today, Michelle and I are going to be talking about print in a world of digital. Michelle, so many lawyers I speak to or so many conferences I go to, all they're talking about is digital marketing, whether it's your website, it's getting on TikTok, it's getting on Facebook, or any of these other platforms. It's automated follow-up sequences, all digital. And yet you and I both know that print gets through the clutter Print can make a huge difference. We've been a longtime advocates of print newsletters. Your business helps lawyers do newsletters, brochures, what we would call them, shock and awe packages or pre-meeting packages. So I'm happy to be able to get on the the call, get on the video with you today to talk a little bit about this, introduce lawyers who maybe haven't heard of print or aren't using it into this world. Absolutely, Ben. Thanks for the opportunity to share what we do with you. Yeah, absolutely. So so talk to us a little. I always like to know about the entrepreneur's journey. This is your company. You and I have known each other and known of each other for almost 20 years now. How did you get to where you are today serving not only lawyers, but other small biz owners in this space of print marketing? Sure, sure. So I started off as a virtual assistant after I had left a previous job and was working with attorneys, was working with different entrepreneurs, and everybody kept asking, hey, do you know somebody that can send this newsletter out for us? Send this. And my husband and I talked about it. We decided that might be a good fit. So we bought our first copier. We stuck it in our living room and we sat at our dining room table doing those newsletters. And it has just grown from there. That's funny. I I can remember, and my children who are all grown now can remember a time when dad was bringing home a stack of newsletters to be licked and (laughs) with stamps and labels in the uh, living room while they're watching TV back when I first discovered newsletters and first started using them. And I was literally writing the whole thing, probably designing it and then walking it over to the post office myself. Yes, this was a long time ago. But today we use a robust, at least eight-page full-color newsletter in the law firm. Of course, I've got other newsletters, both for great legal marketing and a second newsletter for the law firm. So we are huge advocates of the space. But let's talk, let's have you talk to lawyers who maybe have never used a newsletter, wonder why anyone would read that and why anyone would spend the money to design, print, and mail something on paper. Absolutely. Uh, So mail is so important. You can't just hit the delete button on it like you can an email that comes to your inbox. And when that person goes to get their mail out of the mailbox, they have to look through that mail and you have that that little bit of time to catch their attention. And I know we have one customer in particular that sends out a newsletter monthly and 
I can tell you if he lived in Kansas and needed an attorney and I needed an attorney, I would go to him hands down. It's relationship marketing. In his newsletter every month, he includes a picture of his son and a little article about what his son is up to. So I feel like I know that kid by now because that's been going on every month for about four years. He includes a recipe in there so I know what he likes to eat. And he always includes a meme. So it makes me laugh. So I feel like I know him at this point. And it's a good, that's a good feeling because I'd want to go to him if I needed a personal injury attorney for sure. Because if you don't have a personal injury, then something that shows up that's boring, you're just tossing. And so now the lawyer is wasting his money and time and effort to do this. And I get in the position I have at Great Legal Marketing, I would probably get 50 newsletters a month that get mailed to us because we're on a lot of mailing lists for lawyers. And unfortunately, a lot of lawyers' newsletters are pretty boring. So I I get an estate and tax planning newsletter that's all about the IRS, all about regulations, all about wills and trusts and pour over wills and trusts and stuff that I don't know about. And it's totally boring because it has nothing of any personality in there. And I they're not really they're not a member, but I'm on their list somehow, I think, because uh, we're a local attorney. Yeah. Um, the thing doesn't even get oh, hardly get opened, except if I when I want to use it as an example of a bad newsletter. And then I get these other newsletters that are filled with family pictures, the stories. I feel like I've grown up with some of my members' kids, as you just suggested. And so it's not that it's not that hard. But what do you teach lawyers, Michelle, in terms of hey, I have this newsletter, I got to write it every month. You have a mental or a printed checklist of ideas, topics. You mentioned a couple recipes, memes, the story of the children. What else should lawyers be writing about? I think my biggest piece of advice is to just don't keep it so legally. Um, The common person, they don't understand the legal jargon and it's up to you to create that relationship. So I really encourage them to be personal with it. Yes, it's great to put some legal advice in there, but keep it personal so that it gets open. And you want a a newsletter that's going to stand out in your mail because you want them to open, tear those tabs and open that newsletter. A lot of lawyers think, I don't have anything interesting going on in my life. And so no one want to hear anything personal. And I tell them, if you don't have anything interesting going in your life, that's pretty sad. So you ought to do things. You ought to go out and venture into the world and do some more things that are interesting. Coach a team, take a class, go Mm -hmm. here someplace, hang out at your kid's school, and then just write about the experience and make links to real life. So one of the things we've used our newsletter for a lot is really the philosophy of living. It's like our, our newsletter does not take a political position, but we do take like position of you're responsible for your own life, make your bed, go out, work three jobs if you're young, because you'll never have more yeah. in your life than now to work three jobs, make friends, learn how to communicate in writing and orally. And we get a lot of positive um, feedback um, from that. I'm curious about how your the, the best newsletters or the ones you find most interesting that you're producing. What's the system then for that lawyer to get his or her information from his or her head to you and then out the door in the newsletter? Sure. So we can help with design. So if the firm comes to us and they want a newsletter branded to their firm, uh, we design it, we brand it so that it matches their colors and their, their color palette, their logos, their pictures. Pictures are important because that's relatable. We have to get to know you. And then all they need to do is send us the articles and we drop those in their template form. We send them a proof. They send us the list and we send it out. So we try to make it as easy and painless as possible. 
so one hint just from that, a tip for those who are listening is one of the things I do and it's time to write our articles for our newsletter is I go through my cell phone photos, right? Because that yes. reminds me of things I did this month that were either with family or events I went to or things that I could talk about. The other thing that we do here is that I'm not the only one writing the article. In fact, I write very little of the Ben Gloss Law uh, newsletter because we have team members who are also encouraged to write about their own lives and not just the lawyers, but the other uh, support staff as well. And so I think that's a great, if your team understands why you're doing a newsletter and you and your team is bought into your mission and your values and all of that, then it's pretty easy. We have found to recruit team members just to write articles and you'll find writers in your team and you'll find <laughs> you don't have an interesting life, Michelle. They have an interesting life. <laughs> exactly. Or their pets, or their children, or their favorite causes, and things like that. So, what are some? Uh, now, let me ask you this: Do you are the lawyers who are submitting articles? Are they write? Are are they submitting all the articles, or do you have writers or banks of articles that you license, or things like that? Sure, that- sure. If they need writing help, we have people we can send them to. I do work with several different writers that if they're having a block or they just don't have the time to do it, um, we can sure help them with that as well. Absolutely. What are some of the mistakes lawyers make um, who you are working with, who are trying to get a newsletter out every single month, and they're struggling, you're struggling to help them? What's on that list? putting too long and boring articles in there. If the articles get too long, the font has to get small. And my rule is less is more. So if you've got eight point font and it's all legal stuff, it's going to be hard to read and it's going to be boring to read. Keep the articles shorter. It's okay to have shorter articles and more pictures because a lot of times people in our in our digital age where people are wanting sound bites, making the articles a little bit shorter with more pictures sometimes works. A lot of times works. Yeah. And you mentioned recipes is another thing. And, and that's a weird thing. Like someone who hasn't done newsletters would think well, that's weird for a lawyer to be having recipes uh, in his, his or her newsletter. And yet time and time again, we've heard feedback of, oh, this month I didn't put the recipe in. And the judge who gets my newsletter says, hey, you didn't put a recipe in this month. So, wow. People are really reading this. Again, that's something that you don't have to be the sole source. You do not have to be the sole source of the recipe. You have team members. You have clients who have favorite recipes. So that's another strategy lawyers can use is is getting client stories, sometimes about the case and the matter you're working on. But a lot of our clients own small business. They Again, if you have a boring life, one of your clients has a more exciting life. They're doing something in the community. They're doing volunteer work. They're coaching teams and saying, hey, Billy, you're one of my clients. I'd like to feature you in your newsletter. Billy, would you like to write me a 300-word article telling me about your kid's baseball team? Billy goes, absolutely. Love to, because Billy likes seeing his picture in print. Exactly. So ways that lawyers can think about generating article ideas. And there's a number of places you can go and, and still even license material if you're actually really running out of things to do. But I think for us, just having the team go through their iPhone, like the pictures are a process because people like to see pictures. And of course, we're also, for those of us in the PI space, we're holding up our clients as heroic, right? Like we're just the shipper. We're Lawyers aren't really the heroes. The client is the hero. They've gone through the right. And so working with a client and, and, and being confidential, the client doesn't want their story told. But a lot of clients are so thankful and helpful, uh, thankful and happy that you've helped them on the journey 
that they are happy to have you tell their story again, especially if it's against a amino insurance company. Because I, ask this, I get asked this question a lot. Why can't I just do it digital? Why can't I just send an e-newsletter? Because it's super easy to hit the lead in the inbox, or it goes to the spam folder, or it goes to the promotions folder if you're in Gmail. And if it's in your mailbox, it's special. Mail has become special because we are in a digital age. So if something hits your mailbox, you're going to look at it. Exactly. And exactly right that electronic newsletters just simply don't get passed on. Here's another thing we're doing. I wonder if, if you work with anyone who's doing this is we're now including Q, a bunch of QR codes in our newsletters. Yep. So, hey, you want to hear the rest of the story? Go over here, QR code to video. Or, mm-hmm. hey, we've got a little contest going on. And if you want to enter the contest, QR code to video. So now you have your electronic interaction, right? Yeah. But it's... Um, promoted or it's uh, activated really by the print newsletter. Talk to us a little bit about the, uh, the the necessity of getting it out regularly, same time every month, showing up at the same time or within the same number of days. Sure. Yep. It's important. If you can send that newsletter out monthly, it's great. Every month that person's going to look forward to getting that in the mailbox. And when they need you as their attorney, they're going to remember your name. They may throw that newsletter in their desk drawer and say, hey, I think I need that. Who is that person? Who do I need to call? And they go to their desk drawer and pull that newsletter out and your information is on there. Hey guys, this is Ben. If you like what you've been hearing on this podcast, not just the marketing and practice building strategies, but the philosophy of the art of living your best life parts, you should know that my son Brian and I have built a tribe of like-minded lawyers who are living lives of their own design and creating tremendous value for the world within the structure of a law practice. We invite you to join us at the only membership organization for entrepreneurial lawyers that is run by two full-time practicing attorneys. Check us out at greatlegalmarketing.com. So it's important that they repetitively see your name and it'll help. It'll help make the phone ring. There are a number of uh, members of Great Legal Marketing and we do this as well. We actually have two newsletters. So we've got our Newsletter, eight page, full color, goes out to our list, goes out to our referral sources. But then we created a separate newsletter for business owners, also goes out to our referral sources, goes out to local lawyers, goes out to small biz owners in our community who we may or may not even know or may not even work with. And it's all business tips. It's all principles of building a business, marketing, advertising. Of course, a little bit of advantage because we're writing those articles in the great legal marketing space. We just rework them a bit put them into the Ben Glass, it's called the Ben Glass kicking ass, I think, business mm-hmm. news. Um, and it too is well received. And one of the things we do is all the phone numbers and stuff in those two newsletters are different so that we can track track inquiries that are based on the newsletters. But that's a great way. We have found that's a great way to stay in front of referral sources. And it's not just a letter that says, hey, remember us. So our principle is we're giving, we're giving information, we're giving marketing, business building, team building information. Oh, by the way, we happen to be personal injury and disability lawyers. And here's maybe one success story from us. I don't want to complicate this for lawyers because a lot of lawyers, you think it's way too much work to do one newsletter. But I'll tell you that some of the most successful great legal marketing members are doing multiple newsletters. Even have lawyers who have got a newsletter just for chiropractors and newsletters just for physical therapists. So they actually really go deep. And once you get into a rhythm of writing it, and having a team that can help you write it, it's just not that not that hard. 
Agreed. And even with those referral sources, like you was mentioning, I have some attorneys who will feature referral sources even in their newsletter or thank them and give a shout out to them. And that makes those referral sources feel really special. And again, this is Tom Surya come paint my fence. Hey, if you're a massage therapist, you're in my market. And I, I just ask you, hey, we want to write a, a short article for us about the benefits of massage therapy. We'll include a your bio and referral to your business. So now it's more interesting than just Ben showing up. We have other community members and we're always asking them, like provide some of your value. So not just a sales piece, but provide, we've run nutrition, chiropractic, massage therapy, how to buy insurance, how to do flower arrangements, everything, right? So giving someone right. else a stage upon which to stand because nobody else is asking them to do this. And most small businesses do not themselves have print newsletters. Let's talk about some of the other products that you have, because I mentioned a couple at the beginning of the program. Talk to me about pre-meeting packages that uh, you're doing for lawyers. So we have Shock and I are are pre-meeting packages. So if you have a prospect that comes in and you have some gifts or some paperwork that needs to be sent to them, we can store those items for you if they're mugs or whatever they are, um, or the paperwork we can print on demand and send that to your clients. So we can also store books. We have a climate climate storage facility. And so your books stay in nice shape. So if you have book orders that come in, we can ship books out as well or include them in those packages if you've written a book. Yeah, so so your company is really a, a fulfillment house. And what I don't want lawyers to miss is not how easy it is. Yes, it is work, of course, writing a book uh, or licensing a book to use. It is work getting mugs and logos and that sort of stuff. But once you have the system set up, then someone is coming through and maybe they're just a, a lead. Maybe they're a warm lead. It's a client that you want, but they haven't exactly signed yet. Or they haven't, maybe they've made their appointment. Maybe they're not. And boom, you push a button and this package, this gift package, welcome mm-hmm. to the team. I uh, love to get to know you goes out to them. And, and again, like it can't just always be just about you, right? And how great you are and what a great law firm you are. But having something that's fun in that box, I imagine, having something that's for them, I guarantee you, you're going to be showing up um, like nobody else. And that's really the big major principle here is there's so many lawyers in, uh, in, in, in around every town and city in America. There's probably more lawyers than it's mind boggling for consumer. Let me just put it that way. Yes. Being able to push a button and have Michelle send out the package. Now, you don't have to go worry about whether your team has time to package it up, wrap it up, stamp it, get it out the door. It's an amazing, amazing service. So let's talk about postcards because postcards is still a real thing. I get them in my mailbox. We use them to a certain extent, both in great legal marketing and in Ben Glass Law. How have you seen lawyers use postcard marketing? Sure. So we've seen them a lot for different events that they go to. If they have offerings, brochures, that type of thing, they'll send them out with that QR code on them. Seminars, that type of thing. A lot of seminar invitations. Yeah, exactly. So lawyers, the best thing a lawyer could do who's thinking about running a seminar sending out invitations is to look at all the seminar invitations he or she is getting at their mailbox at their residence and thinking again how can i show up differently i get all these i get these uh, financial services postcards steak dinner over here steak dinner over there yeah that's cool and i'm sure it probably works or else they wouldn't keep doing it but trying to figure out how could how i could show up differently how i can do a seminar invite people there with print marketing and then really the secret to, to seminars is recording them so that people don't show up 
they get follow-up mailings, follow-up notification, and now they can have a chance to go to, quote, watch the seminar, even if they were not brave enough to come in into the room. In person, yep. What have I missed? What have I missed that you're helping lawyers with? We do one other thing for lawyers, specifically a personal injury attorney in Texas. He likes to mail out Thanksgiving boxes, and he's mailing them out to referrals sources, clients, possibly some prospects, but I believe mostly referral sources and clients. And he puts fun things in there at Thanksgiving. His staff puts together a cookbook of all their favorite recipes. Then he'll include like a tea towel, a spatula, um, different things that will help them cook that Thanksgiving dinner. And they do that every year and get rave reviews on it every year. So that's something we can help with too. If you have gifts you need to send over the holidays, whether it's to clients, referral sources, staff members, we can help put those together and make them look pretty. And the principle there is the mails are filled in our, you know, our offices are filled with packages in mid-December to the end of the year. But if you're showing up before Thanksgiving, you're mm-hmm. showing up in a less crowded environment. So a lot of people get Christmas cards, New Year's cards, other holiday cards. Far fewer are doing something like what you just described, which is a great idea, which is the Thanksgiving package that's showing up to the two two clients and referral sources every year around the same time. And you're helping them do that because you're sending them reminders. You're doing this probably months in advance to make sure. Oh, yeah. It's been in the works already for this Thanksgiving. hundred <laughs> percent. So how do folks work with you? So you can email us at support at help without hassle, or you can email me directly at michelle at help without hassle.com, or you can always give us a call at 620. One of the things I didn't ask you, but we talked about pre-call is do you have minimums? Will you work with any anybody? We don't have any minimums. We try to work with everybody. So if you have as few as 10 newsletters to send out, we can print those and mail those for you. If you've got 10,000, we can handle that too. I'll, I'll end here is that lawyers, Michelle, are always looking for the next new thing, the shiny object. How do I get on the front page, top of Google? How do I master the Google local pack? All of that's really important. But so often they skip past the tried and true methods of advertising and marketing, which is show up physically, show up looking different, give folks a way to respond, make it easy to do um, business with you, and then track everything. That's another thing I'll see lawyers They'll spend a lot of time, energy, and money sending out a newsletter with the same phone number on it that's on the website. And so now when a call comes in, we really don't know um, right where it came from. What drove, what drove the call? And lawyers will say, well, how do I know if I get a ROI on my newsletter? I'd say I've never had a lawyer say, I, I run a robust newsletter program. It's interesting. I send it out monthly, and I'm going to stop doing it because it's not getting me cases and not getting me referrals. I just never had that happen. I have had lawyers try, send three out, I get them, they're boring, they stop, right? I have had lawyers fully license newsletters from other sources. I would guarantee you that a fully licensed newsletter from other sources are always boring. They have to be. They yes. do not have any personality by definition. And those newsletters that go to the top of the pile that Ben reads, right, tend to be those ones where I am following some journey, life story that I have chapter after chapter, year after year. It's a relatively rare newsletter I've just described. Uh, But I'll tell you that our newsletter, I know, gets put on um, people's um, refrigerators, gets stuck up because I get the letters from the parents that say, I just want to let you know, I put this on my fridge. 
your seven principles for life after college, your principles for taking responsibility for your own life and things like that. Those are easy rights for me. I don't think anybody could like, no one's going to philosophically disagree. I don't think with the proposition that you ought to work, <laughs> at least they're not my clients. And you can say away because you can do politics and I have lawyers who do politics. Uh, of course, America is very polarized right now. So there's going to be some you magnetically attract with that and some that you will automatically repel. Okay. Do this, I think, to be interesting, to be fun. If you just think about, look for a month at the stuff you get in the in your uh, mailbox. Most of it is pretty boring. It and, is. And even the local advertisers, I don't hold up many local advertisers as great examples because most of them are about cheaper price, um, long-term financing. If we're talking about roofs or gutters or kitchen remodeling, things like that. Um, uh, and I think the biggest thing you can do is be personable, have QR codes because you can extend the newsletter and just do it consistently and just work with somebody like Michelle who's going to be on you. Hey, Ben, I need your articles. <laughs> we got to stand up for yep. your, like your biggest headache, probably, I'm going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be the next. So is the, the website helpwithouthassle.com? Yep, helpwithouthassle.com. Where are you located in the country, Michelle? We are smack dab in the middle in Kansas. So. It works pretty well. It's a great. It's a great part of the country. Great, good for you. It's good to catch up with you a bit today. Thanks you for being on the Lawyer Podcast, Michelle. Thanks so much. If you like what you just heard on the Renegade Lawyer Podcast, you may be a perfect fit for the great legal marketing community. Law firm owners across the country are becoming heroes to their families and icons in their communities. They've gone renegade by rejecting the status quo of the legal profession so they can deliver high-quality legal services coupled with top-notch customer service to clients who pay, stay, and refer. Learn more at greatlegalmarketing.com. That's greatlegalmarketing.com.